Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, hey, today the largest women's sporting event on earth is underway. The FIFA Women's World Cup kicks off to, uh, in Australia and New Zealand. couple of games in the books already, I think. Uh, Canada plays their first game later on tonight. I think it, like it's tomorrow in Australia, but it's tonight for us. I think it's an 8.30 kickoff tonight. Um, best female soccer players on earth representing their countries in the marquee best on best tournament. This is the big one. Canada! Uh, sure, let's call them a contender. They got an outside shot here, uh, coming off a recent Olympic gold medal win. The U.S., of course, is the favorite. They're looking for a third consecutive title. And women's soccer is having a bit of a moment, but also a bit of a struggle. They're taking off on a commercial level. More than a million tickets have been sold. They had uh, the highest or the largest crowd, I guess. Uh, in the history of women's soccer for the opening match today, over 75,000 people showed up. Uh, television rights have been secured, streaming rights. It's a changing world when it comes to women's soccer. But like I say, the struggle remains. So let's find out what's going on. We're going to chat with Derek Van Deest, a former national soccer columnist for Post Media, now the Western correspondent for the National Hockey League. Derek, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, lots to be excited about, right? When it comes to women's soccer heading into this Women's World Cup, there's there's a bit of wind in the sails, isn't there? Yeah, there is. And uh, I'm actually kind of tired this morning because I was up late last night watching that opening game between New Zealand and Norway. That was uh, that was quite the entertaining game. But there is. There is some uh, uh, some anticipa- a lot of anticipation for this tournament. I think they, they expanded the tournament to 32 teams. And, and I think the anticipation stems from the game is getting better and better at every tournament. You can see noticeably how much much more the the, the women's game has improved. How, how more teams are kind of involved in it, and it, it's exciting to see that growth in the women's game. And I think that's what makes it a really exciting. And you're right; they have a lot of momentum here. Um, this is a big tournament for Australia and New Zealand, and I think they want to put on a good show. And uh, I think they did in the first two games, like you said, both host nations. Uh, sold out their their yeah. stadiums, and then they both won their opening game. So it couldn't have been a much better opening for them. Great start. And as we said, Canada gets off to a start tonight. In about nine hours from now is when they'll start uh, their first match. When it comes to the Canadian national team, they've been riding high for a while, especially when there was a poll that came out this week that said the interest in the women's national team is actually stronger than it is in the men's national team. Not to be surprised, they've been far more successful, right, Derek? Yeah, they have, and they ha- I think they have a bit more, uh, a few more household names than the men's team do. I think the men's team in the last three or four years have kind of be- got successful. They qualified for their World Cup, and and I think you're starting to see more players kind of be known in the men's team. But if you were to ask someone five years ago, can you name me five players on the women's team? Can you name me five players on the men's team? Odds are they would have named Christine Sinclair, yep. Janine Becky, uh, you know, players like that. They would have been able to, to name those players because of their success, because of what they they done uh, previously, as opposed to maybe some of the players on the men's team. So I think the women have done, they've been on the, on the national stage and on the world stage for a long, long time here. And I think 
probably started in that Olympic tournament in London when, when they lost the United States in a, in a crushing semifinal. I think that's really when they kind of came on board and a lot of people started to take notice and they've been following this team since then. And this team has had great success. They won the Olympics in Tokyo and they go into this tournament as Olympic champions, which is, which is nothing to scoff at. So no. I think that's one of the reasons that they are considered maybe an outside shot to win this tournament. Yeah, let's sort of handicap it if we can here, Derek, because like you say, I mean, they're the Olympic champions. That's something. I mean, they're definitely in play here. Uh, I've heard that they're probably somewhere five, six, seven, you know, in terms of betting favorites. Where where, where do you put them? They're in tough, but they got an outside shot, right? They're in tough, and I think if they can get out of their group and then once get into those knockout stages where, you know, one game, a winner moves on, anything can happen in those games, and they have a lot of experience on that team. Christine St. Clair is still there, and obviously he's the, the greatest goal scorer in the history of soccer, both men and women, is on the Canadian team. So when you have players like that, uh, that that are game breakers can make a difference then once you get into that second round anything can happen so now i think a lot of people have pegged them if, if you just kind of do your brackets uh they've pegged them to meet maybe germany in a quarterfinal that might be a tough game but i do think that canada showed resilience in that olympic tournament and i think if they can do the same thing in this tournament uh, they can go a long way and winning that olympic tournament winning the olympics and winning bronze in the previous two Olympics has kind of really shown this team what it takes to win. And I think they have that. And that's something you have to develop. You just don't, aren't born with it. And I think they've developed that over the years. They know what it takes to win. So when things get tight, and they will kind of later on this tournament, Canada has that experience. Sure. Yeah, exactly. They've been there before. Okay. The other topic that always surrounds women's sport, women's soccer in particular, and, and especially in this country, when we talk about how dominant uh, in terms of um, soccer women, uh, women, the national team, uh, the women's national team is in Canada, is pay equity. And we know that's constantly been a struggle and a battle, and so many countries are currently dealing with that. How does that fit into this whole World Cup? Because there's there's promises of uh, you know prize money and all the rest. Well, yeah, uh, I think yesterday in Christine St. Clair's press conference, she said that the women's national teams don't still don't have an agreement with the, with the yeah. Canadian uh, soccer association. But she said it, she said it's close, and she's not talking to it anymore. She wants to focus on the tournament. But I think it, it does come down to uh, they want to be treated as as equally to the men, and so if the men are, are being flown around on charter jets and going to places and getting exhibition games, they want to be treated the same way. And I think that that's fair. That's a fair argument that treat your national teams the same, whether it's men and women, and especially considering where the women in Canada may be a yeah. bit more popular than the men. Now, now, the other side of that coin is it comes to revenues. And, and I think that's, that's one of the issues that I think that kind of plays into play. And, and just an example, this, this Women's World Cup will be the most successful a women's World Cup uh, ever put on by FIFA. It'll generate about $500 million, I believe that was the number. But it costs about that to put on. So in terms of revenue, uh, it'll break even. Now, we compare that to the Men's World Cup, where it generated $7.5 billion of revenue, and it took about $3 billion to put on. They kind of generated $4.5 billion of revenue on that one tournament. But then turn around saying that, that tournament... It funds everything for FIFA, not just the men's game. It funds the women's game. It funds the under the youth games. It funds all that. So I think you, you look at that pie, yeah. and the women just want a fair share of that pie, which I think is fair. Uh, and as their game keeps growing, then they'll start generating more revenue off their tournaments. And I think it's just a matter of, of just getting more revenue, getting more interest. Uh, and, and they're doing that. And But you have to understand the men's game has a 100-year head start. 
on the women's game. And so I think it's going to take time for them to, to kind of uh, get into that uh, the positive revenue stream. Yeah, and, and but, you, but like we've said, they're, they're taking steps in that direction. There's no question that the momentum is there. Oh, there's no question. Absolutely no questions. And I think what's important is FIFA wanted to build the women's game, not just in North America. In North America, it was strong. Uh, in South America, it was growing. In Europe, it's strong. But I think they want to tap into Asia. They want to tap into Africa. They want to tap into those other markets where maybe traditionally women didn't play soccer. And I think you're seeing that those markets now. You're seeing a lot of African teams. You're seeing Asian teams. You're seeing teams from places where uh, the game wasn't around a few years ago. So I think that's the whole point is they're trying to grow the game globally. And if you grow the game globally, that's going to help everyone. And I think we're seeing that. That's why they expanded the tournament. That's why basically they increased the prize money. They just want to see the game grow. And I think for the most part, they're doing a good job. But I think there's still some work to do. Oh, yeah. There's some catch-up to be played there. Derek, great. Thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate it.